Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Look Inside. I'm your host, Demetria Head, and today is just one of those rare days that I get to relax and get back to self-care. I actually set a goal that I want to attain over the next four weeks. I don't normally share things like this, but I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm detoxing, and it's something I try to do at least four times out of the year. This time is calling for a well-needed reset. My goal is to be healthier and set healthier habits, especially having a young child that I'm raising to do the same. So if anyone out here can relate, I welcome you to share your thoughts and what your goal is over the remainder of the summer. Now, on to the books I have for you on today's episode. Some include life-changing revelations, Others share universally common theme, but they all are tote bag worthy. And you may want to catch up on these over a weekend when you're not going anywhere, because I promise you, you won't want to put these down. I will share those with you when we return to a look inside. Welcome back. It's time to get into our tote bag list today. This first book of the day is September to Summer by Natalie R. Murphy. It shares a universal love story that some of us have either experienced or desire to experience. If you're not in the she-woman male hating club, then you may believe in the kind of love and oozy gushy romance that Natalie writes about. I see why this book won a Best Book Award in the Romantic Fiction category. The thing I really enjoyed about this book is how the story was told in the most universal language possible. The suggestion that there's some such thing as a redeeming love, just when you've been burned so many times, your heart has been torn to shreds, and you're just about ready to check out in the romance department. Natalie brings us right back in to entertaining the idea of love and romance one last time before we completely give up. The story takes place in Chicago, where the newly promoted principal of Dexter Elementary, Lacey Alexander, starts the new school year with plans to make the year more exciting. She changes the Halloween fest to the fall festival. She incorporates an after-school program for the young girls and works hard to make sure all of the students transition into their new grades as smoothly as possible. In comes Tio, an athletically built photographer who is immediately smitten by her. Lacey is drawn to him, but she's also cautious and 
go through this roller coaster of emotions and confusion. She struggles with the idea of connecting with someone romantically and going down that road again after a series of disappointments in her life. At one point, she does give him a chance to show her who he is, but eventually finds out that he is harboring a secret. But I do not give spoilers away. So you'll have to read the book to find out what the secret is and how the story concludes. Is his secret unforgivable or can Lacey move past it? I will say this, Natalie does a great job painting a romantic experience that many dream of, but that some of us don't believe is possible. Then she throws in a deliciously wicked plot twist and has you either loving the characters or hating them. So definitely put this on your list if you have not read it already. But for those of you who did read it, I invite you to leave your comments and share with me what you thought of Lacey and Tio. The next book I want to share with you that I've been reading is The Last Time by Eric Williams. It's urban fiction, but it's also a thriller. If it were a movie, I'd probably watch it because... It is one of those books that has you holding your breath, wondering what's going to happen next. It can be nerve-wracking for some because you want to predict what's going to happen, but you also want to keep reading to see if your prediction is accurate. It's like the movie that you're afraid to see all the way through because you can tell something bad is about to happen, but at the same time, you keep watching because you want to confirm your suspicions. I liked how Eric took the reader from scene to scene so that you knew what was going on with Jordan while also seeing what was happening over in Dewan's territory, then Rain. It's not an easy task to pull off time jumps or flashbacks and it's definitely not easy to switch scenes. But I love how the author made those transitions in this book and I can appreciate that not only as a reader, but as a writer myself. The Last Time tells a story of a troubled young man named Jordan who keeps his mom constantly worrying about him because he's a hothead and he has a short fuse. It's one of those combinations that can either be detrimental or redirected. Jordan meets a young lady named Rain and there's chemistry between the two so much so that it puts Jordan on the radar of Rain's ex, Dewan. While she only dated Dewan briefly, he seems to think they're still dating and will not take no for an answer. No matter how clear she's made it to him that there's nothing more between them, Dewan is determined to make sure she doesn't move on with anyone else. In between Dewan's mission to put an end to Rain's and Jordan's affair, Jordan has a run-in with an injustice when two officers arrest him and his friend and charges them with possession of marijuana and resisting arrest. Jordan ends up in boot camp and immediately is off to a poor start because of his attitude, but he eventually graduates and comes home. Then there's Rain again and Dewan. For those who have not read the book, I invite you all to guess what happens next. Do you think Jordan and Dewan can get past their friction and show that they've grown from boys to men? 
And for those of you who have the opportunity to read the book, I invite you to share your thoughts on the book's ending. Coming up next, Trenches 1 and 2 by Charles Mays, when we return to A Look Inside. We are back. Thank you for staying on and listening to A Look Inside. Our next two books, Trenches, Volume 1 and 2 by Charles Mays. Now, Charles is one of those writers who successfully intertwines symbolism with his storytelling to highlight the Black experience, especially from the Black male perspective. In the first volume of Trenches, he tells the story of a young man his siblings, and his friends, who all share the same struggles of going through life, being judged and profiled. He does a great job explaining the plight of the poor or less fortunate among society, who do at times succumb to environmental factors such as poverty by resorting to criminal activity. I must warn you that there is a lot of violence and explicit language in the book, but this adds emphasis to stereotypes being painted in the story. Charles reminds me of Spike Lee and how he addresses or calls out the world and the narratives that they create and how they perceive this stereotypical hoodlum. Robert, the main character, gets caught up in choosing a life of drugs and eventually loses himself in this world where lurking and killing go hand in hand. Robert becomes the epitome of the very thing he disdained. Instead of becoming the good judge of character, he becomes the stigma. Instead of becoming the one that makes it out, he falls deeper and deeper in the trenches and immerses himself so far down into a gritty and grimy world where you only have one way out, and that's usually in jail or body bag. My question to all my listeners out here is, do you think that our environment plays a huge role in our successes or failures? While you're thinking on that, let's look inside the second volume of Trenches, that picks up with Robert graduating from a trade school with certification as an auto mechanic technician, and his brother is an IT professional. So, obviously, Robert survived his trials and tribulations in the first volume. In the second volume, Robert lands a decent job at the garage. He has a girlfriend, and she's expecting. But just as fate would have it, 
his past life seems to resurface in some way. The business he works for changes hands, and now he's thrust right back into that same grimy world that he did not ask to be a part of. This volume of Trenches explores the struggles or the war that goes on inside many who may desire to do the right thing, but somehow they manage to justify why they chose the wrong things. It also highlights the crab in the barrel effect that makes the struggle for better seem nearly impossible for some, just when they catch a glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel. So Robert has many decisions to make for self, for family, for sanity. So another question I want to pose to you all is this, does environment and circumstances dictate behavior or does behavior dictate environment and circumstances coming up the final book of the day not yet a woman by the lovely wc child when we return you all are enjoying this episode and that you have many takeaways from today. This last book, Not Yet a Woman, is a testament to how we adapt after tragedy and loss, being victimized in some way, and overcoming one trial after another. The book opens up with a young Eva sharing her love for her grandmother's country estate and the summer memories there. The story picks up very quickly from there with Eva losing her father and not fully dealing with this tragic loss. Then she experiences a detachment in her mother and sees how this loss has changed her mom and affected her future decisions and choices. For me, there were some very triggering moments in this book and anyone who reads it may have those same triggering moments, especially when Eva is going through her awkward development into womanhood and is put in an uncomfortable position with her mother's new boyfriend that ultimately escalates from his unwanted advances to an unfortunate rape. In between her short-lived glimmers of hope, Eva ends up pregnant. She tells her mom who the perpetrator is and just as she thinks she's beginning to get the mom back that she yearned for after her father died, she has to deal with the blow of her mother going to prison. Eva goes through life on this roller coaster of confusion, not knowing her value or self-worth, and each experience of hers overlaps and affects her choices. She ends up in a toxic and abusive relationship and in a situation where she's pregnant with Ben's child. Yet, 
he doesn't want to be a father. Eva has to go through some very defining moments in her life before she has her epiphany. I enjoyed how W.C. Child unfolded layer after layer of Eva's experiences. It reminds me of the day in the life of many young girls. And I hope that many of you who read this book are able to share it and discuss it because it speaks of an everyday reality for so many out there. So my final question to you is this, and you can leave a message or comment. Does tragedy or trauma inevitably define our lives? So share your thoughts. Thank you all for listening in to this episode of A Look Inside. Keep listening in because our next episode will include books from D.E. Grant. I'll be sharing his two books, Cursed Plantation and Cursed Legacy. I'll also be discussing S. Casadera's books, The Fraudulent Psalmist and Wolves in Sheep's Clothing, and The Tragic Life of Joe Tomato Head by G. Douglas Davis IV. And as always, if you have a book you'd like featured on the show, or if you have a book recommendation, you can email me at gpbookreview at gmail.com. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.